1: And welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. I'm Allie Siegel.
3: I'm Melissa Stettin. And I, Producer Maria.
1: Melissa, who are our patrons for today? We've
3: got Crystal, Kelly, Ian, Poo poo pee pee. Who wrote that in there?
1: <laughs> I, I did that while we were waiting to record. Sorry about that. Um, guys, welcome, welcome to, to the, the team, es- poo, pee, pee. especially poo poo pee pee. Welcome, guys. We're so excited to have you, Melissa. What is our episode on today?
4: This episode was suggested by Matt Scuda in wow. the discord. Shout out to Maria's demon who continues to every month emails us a list of everyone's suggestions in the discord it is so awesome
1: that's so honestly that's so sick and if i check the web crawlers emails i would really benefit (laughs) from that
4: list (laughs) there's a whole spreadsheet it's organized by people's names there's links to the stories it's incredible that's
1: wild thank you that's so crazy
4: so imagine you're working at long john silver's or mcdonald's or any other fast food joint And your boss calls you into the office and tells you that the police are on the phone and they're telling your boss to strip search you because they have you on video stealing from a customer.
1: Oh, my God. What
4: would you do? You would most likely tell them to fuck off or be like, what kind of sick joke is this? Yeah. Yeah. There's there's no way you would let this happen, right? No. No. Well, unfortunately, Uh many people have fell for this. It's something that actually happened about 70 times in the United States. What? It's called the strip search phone call scam.
1: <gasps>
4: Let's get into it.
1: What is this? Like a cranky anchors thing? <laughs> cranky
4: anchors. <laughs> have you seen the movie Compliance?
1: No, I don't think so.
4: You haven't. I oh, mean, maybe I have. baby. It's starring Anne Dowd and my friend Pat Healy oh. and it's about this it's about this thing a real thing that has happened oh you are I can't believe we haven't done an episode on this
3: wow Wait, Craig Zobel directed what else did he yes. direct why did
4: Mara I down that's right and he's also one of the original creators of Homestar Runner what's that you don't know homestar Runner it's a website this like flash animated website from the 90s oh
3: <gasps> Yes, yes, I do remember this. It's strong Bad. Wow. Wait, why do I remember this? W- wait, what's going on? My mind's like...
1: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of information pumping in right now. You, just, yeah, just, you just plugged into the Matrix.
3: Wait, I don't understand how I know
4: this. <laughs> Late 90s, early 2000s, it's a website where it had all these little characters. There was little videos and like you could make them do things. And there was this guy named Strong Bad who would check all the emails And he would like make fun of people who emailed into Strong Bad. The email, the email. What, what? And then Teen Girl Squad. Do you know Teen Girl Squad? Does that ring a bell?
3: It kind of is, Melissa. I don't know what's happening.
4: My brain is short. Yes. I
1: think I need Flash to run this one. Yep, 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 yep. I need to update my Flash.
4: Oh yeah, Home Star always do. I'm I'm sure our listeners who are millennials. Or, or into a Homestar Runner. But anyway, so he was one of the original creators of the character Homestar Runner. Wow. Crazy career. And so he directed this movie that I saw before it was in theaters.
1: Oh my I'm God. The okay. In the movie. Before okay. it was in theaters, I saw this. A humble brag. A uh, humble brag.
4: <laughs> okay. So this scam was a series of incidents mostly occurring in rural areas of the United States. That happened over a period of about 12 years, starting in 1992. Wow. So these insanely unbelievable incidents involved a man calling a fast food restaurant or grocery store, claiming to be a police officer, and then convincing managers to conduct strip searches of female employees, (gasps) or in one case, a customer, and to perform other bizarre acts on behalf of, quote unquote, the police. So over 70 occurrences were reported in 30 different states until an incident in 2004 in Mount Washington, Kentucky, which led to the arrest of David Richard Stewart. And that's the one that the movie Compliance is based off of. Oh, wow. Okay, so here's how this scam would go. So a caller would identify themselves as a police officer or other like authority figure. And they would talk to a manager or supervisor and would ask for their help in detaining a female employee or customer who was suspected of a crime. So he would provide a description of the suspect, which the manager would recognize. Be like, oh, is there like a younger girl with like light colored hair, like kind of skinny? And they would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that must be so and so. Like they would just... right. Oh. identify the employee for them and then they would ask the manager to search the suspected person they'd be like oh well this person we have them on security camera stealing from a customer
1: oh my god the guy, they basically just like call in trying to like describe yeah. the, describe their type like, yep. uh, is there a big breasted <laughs> blonde who works <laughs> for you
4: she's into anime yeah. like so some notable incidents Were on November 30th in 2000, a female McDonald's manager in Litchfield, Kentucky, undressed herself in the presence of a customer. The caller had convinced her. This one's crazy. The caller had convinced her that this customer was a suspected sex offender and the manager, who was like serving as bait, would enable undercover police officers to arrest him. What? What? So the police convinced her that, like, oh, there's a s- uh, suspected sex offender, is one of your customers. You need to go grab that guy, bring him in the back, and then strips, take off your clothes so we can, like, entrap him.
3: Oh my and, God. And, like, arrest him. Oh my God. Crazy
4: that anyone would fall for that. And then another one, a caller identified himself as either, like, a Salt Lake City County officer called in Applebee's on October 16, 2003, the caller claimed that one of the restaurant's employees stole money from a customer and needed to be searched. So the person then asked the employee who answered the phone to describe all the waitresses working at the restaurant and to name them.
1: (laughs) Oh my God.
4: And then after receiving the names, the caller told the employee that, the uh, waitress, who was 42, needed to be searched. It was like, oh, yeah, it's that one. She needs to be searched. Jeez. So the other employees were then threatened with arrest if the waitress was not strip searched. Uh, like the guy yeah. on the phone would be like, well, everyone will be, will be arrested if you don't just search this one person.
1: I feel like if, the, if someone called me and said, hey, I'm the cops, I would <laughs> need more info. I mean, I don't know yes. what. It- I feel like someone doesn't just call you and say, "Hey, I'm the cops. Get naked." I, I mean, maybe <laughs> the maybe the '90s were a more innocent time. Uh, yeah, people or, were more the, trusting. Definitely
4: more scams because, like, the internet wasn't really a big thing, so no one could really research this.
1: I guess the '90s were like Miss Cleo Psychic Hotline. People yeah. just believed believed all this kind of stuff.
4: So this prank caller told the employees that the waitress would be strip searched in jail if they did not follow his orders.
1: Oh my God.
4: So despite her repeated protests, the waitress complied and she undressed. They called the sheriff's office and were like, is this happening? And the sheriff was like, what are you talking about? So the sheriff gets there and the, this woman was like crying Uh -uh. and the sheriff was like, what the fuck is going on? Like that was not us on the phone. They found out that two other local Apple Applebee's restaurants were contacted by the same prank caller, but those employees didn't take the bait, and they were like, "No, this isn't real." So, like, they were like, had the sense, oh my to be god, like, no, this isn't real. But some people, you, some people are gullible; they'll believe anything. And then in February 2003, a call was made to a McDonald's in Hinesville, Georgia. So the female manager who believed she was speaking to a police officer who was with the director of operations for the restaurant's upper management, took a 19-year-old female employee into the woman's bathroom and strip-searched her because she was suspected of a crime. And she also brought, the manager brought in a 55-year-old male janitor who conducted a body cavity search of the woman what? to uncover hidden drugs.
0: Oh,
3: what?
4: yeah. So McDonald's and GWD Management Corporation, which was the owner of the that specific franchise, they were taken to court over the incident.
1: Uh yeah.
4: And phone records indicate the call came from a Florida payphone. And it turns out that McDonald's was not held liable, but the franchisee company was.
1: That makes I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense, but Yeah.
4: Why did they bring in the janitor to do the cavity <laughs> search? Because someone on the phone was like, We need a male to come in and search. This is horrifying. This is it's like crazy. In, this is it's, really bad. <laughs> you gotta watch compliance. It is it's nuts. Oh, that
3: poor woman.
1: I like I like that hot tape, Maria.
3: <laughs> what is I'm just camp it's this like the poor woman.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's not
3: yeah, good. It's insane. Uh two thousand
4: three, July a Winn-Dixie grocery store manager in Panama City, Florida received a call instructing him to bring a female cashier who matched a description provided by the caller, oh. of course, into an office where she was to be strip searched. So the cashier was forced to undress and assume various poses as part of the search. Oh, the incident ended when another manager entered the office to receive a set, to retrieve a set of keys and it was like, "What the fuck is going
1: on?" Were they being videotaped? Like could the caller see what was going on no. or did, did they just get satisfaction? They just got satisfaction yeah. over that they were doing this? Yeah.
4: And Synose. then in March 2004, a female customer at a Taco Bell in Fountain Hills, Arizona was strip searched by a manager who received a call from a man claiming to be a police officer. And this happened, like, numerous other times. And then we get to the Mount Washington scam.
1: Oh, God. This
4: is the one that compliance is based off of. This is, like, I believe the most, like, insane one. So on April 9th, 2004, a call was made to a McDonald's restaurant in Mount, Mount Washington, Kentucky. And according to assistant manager Donna Summers... The caller identified himself as a policeman named Officer Scott. So the caller gave Donna a vague description of a young white woman with blonde hair who was suspected of stealing a wallet from a customer. Oh, God. So Donna believed the description matched that of Louise Ogborn a woman who was currently working at the restaurant. She's like, oh, that must be Louise you're talking about. Oh, no. You dummy. So Donna brought Louise into the manager's office. She was, Louise was 18, I believe, 18 or 19. So Donna brought Louise back into the manager's office. And Officer Scott said that either Louise be searched at the restaurant or she could be brought into the police station but she would be waiting there a while because there were no officers available at the moment to handle such a minor matter. Uh, They're like, oh, y- you could help us out by strip searching her right now, or we could bring her in- into the police station, but she probably doesn't want to do that. And Donna was like, oh, yeah, 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 sure. So after some back and forth, Louise removed her clothes, and then manager Donna placed her clothes in a bag, And took the bag out to her car and left her car unlocked. Because the officer's like, we need you to put all of her belongings in a bag. Take them outside so we can retrieve them.
1: My God.
4: So she took all of her clothes outside. Louise then put on an apron to, like, partially cover herself. Kim Dockery, who's another assistant manager, was in the office at the time. And she thought that she was there as like a witness to the search. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm the police. The guy on the phone was like, we need a witness. And this woman, Kim, was like, yeah, yeah, I'm a witness. So there's like these two women in there. This was all on surveillance camera, by the way. Jesus Christ. All of this. So the caller also said not to tell any of her colleagues this was happening in the office because it was an open investigation. So in the, so like during like rush hour there's like you know customers coming in in the manager's office there was Louise like naked and like Donna there who was like <laughs> on the phone with this officer while like customers were coming in and out
1: This is so awful
4: So then Kim left after an hour and Donna told Officer Scott, that she needed to be working at the restaurant's counter because it was Friday night and it was super busy. Oh, my God. So then the caller told Donna to bring in someone else who she trusted and to who could assist with the investigation. So then Donna got one of the cooks, Jason, to watch Louise. So Jason's now in the office alone with Louise.
1: Oh, Jesus. And so
4: he's on the phone with this police officer. So this caller ordered Jason... The cook to remove Louise's apron and describe her body to him.
1: Okay. Oh I mean, God. at this point, how is someone not like, this is a prank call?
4: Well, the cook, the cook refused. Okay, good. He was like, I'm not doing this. This is insane. But he didn't think to call the police. He didn't think it was a scam. He was like, this is fucked up. I'm not doing this. But he didn't do anything about it. Ugh. So then Donna came back. And the caller asked Donna if she had another man who could come by and watch Louise so she didn't escape. So Donna called her own fiance, Walter Nix Jr., who was 43, to come help. So Walter came to the restaurant and took over from Donna. So it was just Walter Walter and Louise in this manager's office. And so Donna hands the phone to Walter and was like, there's a police officer on the phone. You need to talk to him. And so Walter ended up being there for two hours obeying this phone caller's instructions. So while Walter was alone in the office with Louise, the caller asked him to remove Louise's apron, ordered her to dance and do jumping jacks while she was naked. It's because there was, the, the police officer claimed that if anything was hidden in her orifices, they would come out.
1: Oh my God jesus christ
4: and he ordered louise to refer to walter as sir and he also ordered walter to have louise bend over and smack her butt because that would release any hidden drugs
1: i the, how are these pe- <laughs> this is like first of all i hope louise sued and is a she did. multi-millionaire now but yeah. this is oh, oh my god The trauma involved in this. Yeah, it's
4: crazy. So Walter then ordered her to insert her fingers into her vagina and expose it to him as part of the search.
1: Jesus Christ.
4: He also ordered her to sit on his lap and kiss him. The police said that if she had consumed drugs or alcohol, he'd smell or taste it. And when Louise refused to do it, he spanked her until she promised to do so. The police officer was like, you need to. She's not obeying any of this. You need to tell her that like, you're being serious. She needs to call you sir. You need to punish her for not obeying you.
1: Oh, my God. And
4: the caller also spoke to Louise and demanded that she do as as she was told or face worse punishment.
1: Jesus Christ. So
4: after Louise had been in the office for two and a half hours, she was ordered to perform oral sex on Walter.
1: For what? I mean, how did the cop, the quote unquote cop, I was
4: trying to find like the reasoning for this, and I believe it's because if she had anything hiding in her mouth, he would find out or it's because she was disobeying the police and she needed to like there uh, these were consequences for it I don't that at this point I'm like, wait a minute, like what is going on like but there's surveillance video of this happening
1: this is so i mean at this point like i you have to think that this is you not, would think this is some sort of I mean kidnapping is the wrong word, but this is you know, yeah. some sort of scandal, not the cops. But I mean, I'm a gullible person. like, <laughs> I don't know i I don't think that I would think the cops are make. I don't know what i would I don't know what yeah. I would do or think in this situation. I'm not saying, I'm absolutely not saying that this is on Louise. Like, this is obviously a situation that was completely out of her control, but this is so crazy that no one intervened for her and was, like, hung up the phone. Like, it's insane. It's
4: it's so crazy. It's really crazy.
1: If I'm correct, they weren't under any physical in-person duress, right? Like, there was no one... In the no. shop being like you have to do this. It was just some no, phantom it was person just threatening the on phone. the phone. This like goes to show you how insane I people are. Like I don't not just yeah. the person who called, everyone
3: who was complicit in this. It's like the what's the that experiment um, them Yeah. That magician guy did? No, the...
1: um. Oh, the, yeah.
3: The one oh, in the, the jail. The
1: prison, uh, the Stanford prison experiment. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. It's that. It's the compliance thing. It's the... Or the one the one where um, the people were behind in another room and the person in the other room was getting shocked, supposedly. And there's videotape of it. And they have someone with a dial. And they go, okay, press the dial to a one. And then you hear the person in the other room going like, ah... Like, it's not a real person, it's an actor. Right, yeah, But the more they turn the dial up, the more the people scream, and it gets to the point where they're like, okay, now go to a 10, and the people are like, I don't want to do it, and then the people leading the experiment are like, no, you have to do it. And people comply, and they're like, okay, because you told me, so I'll do it. When they know, they're literally torturing someone in another room.
4: That's so
3: crazy. It's human nature to not want to... yeah. like get into trouble to, or to follow disappoint. rules point yeah. yeah oh my
1: gosh Yeah. It's like really that, what was weird that show?
4: was it dan browns
1: yeah that's what i was talking about
4: yeah where the people just like the first experiment was when he like auditioned people to be on the show he would just like everyone they he had like 10 actors and then like one real person would come into a room and then the 10 actors would just like they would all stand up from their chairs like for no reason and then like the one person who was like real would like stand up just because everyone else was standing up.
1: Yeah, it's like the lemon and
4: then they effect. would sit down
3: and they would, the person would be like, okay, well everyone's sitting down, I guess I'll sit down now. That's crazy. it's really wild because you it think the guy weird. that was in the room with her, Walter, is that the guy the the yeah. fiance? Yeah, it's like yeah, I just it's just it's weird. It's just weird. It's just very.
1: Because I bet on a day-to-day basis, none of these people are quote-unquote bad people. I'm sure they're nice people going about their lives and then got in this bizarre circumstance and lost it. They've probably
4: never gotten in trouble with the police. And we're like, it's just, I don't,
1: oh man, it's beyond me. Let's take a quick break for announcements. Webcrawlers has a Patreon to get access to rewards, bonus episodes, shoutouts, discounts. Please go to patreon.com slash webcrawlers. You can donate as little as $2 a month to become one of our patrons. Also, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you get us a five-star review, we will shout you out and read it. Also, Erios has a hotline. Insert jingle here. 626
2: 604 6262
1: It's really been popping off. Please continue to call us and we will continue to play all of your voicemails about Austin Powers.
2: <laughs> My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything.
1: Now, back to our regularly scheduled programming.
4: So during this two and a half hours, Donna would come back into the manager's office periodically. But during these times, Louise was was instructed to cover herself back up with the apron. Like the police officer was like, well, when Donna comes back, just cover yourself. And then the caller told Walter he could leave, but only if Donna would find someone to replace him. And so Walter left, but he immediately called a friend and told him, I have done something terribly bad. Like he knew he did something fucked up. Oh, God. So then Walter left, and it was still like Friday night. Donna needed someone to take Walter's place in the office. And so she found Thomas, the restaurant's maintenance man, who had stopped in the restaurant for some dessert, she told Thomas to go into the office and watch Louise. Oh, my God. But so Thomas gets in there, and he was on the phone, and he refused to go along with any of the caller's demands. Good for Thomas. He was like, no, this is fucked up. And then at this point, Donna became suspicious, finally, and decided to call a higher-level manager because the police, the officer Scott, claimed that he had been speaking with an upper-level management person from that McDonald's, and she disbelieved him. So Donna called her boss and was like, okay, what's going on with this police officer? And she found out that the boss had been sleeping and had not spoken to any police officer, and she finally realized that she had been scammed. The caller abruptly ended the call.
1: Oh, my God.
4: And then an employee called, dialed star 69. Uh Uh-uh. And they got the the number of the caller's phone number. So Donna was now like hysterical and was apologizing. And Louise was like shivering and wrapped in a blanket. She was finally released from the office after three and a half hours.
3: Oh my, oh my God. God. And they
4: called the real police to the restaurant. They ended up arresting Walter on sexual assault charges. And then they began an investigation to find perpetrator of the scam call the entire incident was recorded on surveillance camera donna watched the tape later that night because she had no idea what was going on and then she broke off her engagement with walter
1: (laughs) but donna's also complicit i'm sorry but like donna you go to hell also you're an idiot she's an idiot like they're all
4: yeah, it's really wild. So the Mount, wow, wow, the Mount Washington police, after doing a very simple Google search, quickly realized that this scam had been happening for over 10 years. Like there were incidents online of this happening. Oh my God. But none of the other incidents had continued for as long or had as many people involved. This one was the worst one by far. So after their initial suspicion that the call had originated from a payphone near the McDonald's restaurant from which the perpetrator could see both the police station and the restaurant, they determined that it was not from a payphone from Kentucky. It was actually a payphone in Panama City, Florida.
1: So they weren't even in the same state. Wait, the police station is that close to the restaurant? Someone could have just walked over to the police station and been like, hey, Oh my is God. is there someone calling over here telling us to yeah. spank our it was like
4: a block away
1: i'm i'm f- <laughs> are these people still alive i want to find i want to find Donna. these people I'm furious
4: so they learned that the call was made with an a t and t phone card from Walmart so they contacted the police in Panama City, Florida so the Panama city police told the Mount Washington police. That this detective in Massachusetts was already conducting an investigation for something that happened in Massachusetts. And then several similar scam calls had been placed to Boston area restaurants, and the detective had already pulled surveillance camera footage from a Walmart in Panama City to try to figure out who was like buying these cards. So they used the serial number of the phone card to find out that it had been purchased from a different Walmart than the Walmart that sold the card used for calls to Massachusetts restaurants. So, they have the records of the Panama City Walmart, which showed the cash register and the time of purchase of the phone card. So, they were able to find surveillance camera footage of the purchaser of the card. They they saw that it was purchased at a certain time, and they went through the camera footage and saw a guy walking through, like, the cash register line and, like, buying it. So, the purchaser of this card was wearing a correctional officer's uniform of the kind used by Corrections Corporation of America, a private security firm. Oh. So videos and still photographs from the two Walmarts were compared and the same man was seen entering and exiting the Massachusetts Walmart at the time a phone card was purchased there. So they use these images. They produce composite images of the suspect. That led to the identification of the phone card buyer as David R. Stewart, a married man with five children, who was then arrested. Good. So during his questioning by police, David Stewart insisted he had never bought a phone card, but the detectives found one in his home that had been used to call nine restaurants in the past year, including a call to Burger King in Idaho Falls on the same day when the restaurant's manager was reportedly duped by a scam call. They also found in his house dozens of applications for police department jobs, oh my hundreds God. of magazines and police-style uniforms, guns, and holsters. So this dude was, like, obsessed with being a police officer, even though he was, like, a security guard at, like, a private firm. But he was obsessed.
1: Oh, my God. Can I interject real quick? Yes. It says that Louise was sodomized as well. <gasps> Oh, I didn't read that in the report. Oh, no. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no. These fucking people. That's that's insane. Sorry, continue. Please
3: tell me Walter went to freaking jail. Yes, he did. Okay. So
4: David Stewart was extradited to Kentucky to be tried on charges of impersonating a police officer and solicitation of sodomy. If convicted, he faced up to 15 years in prison, but on October 31st, 2006, he was acquitted of all charges.
1: What? What?
4: Both the defense and the prosecution attorneys said that a lack of direct evidence, such as a recording of the caller's voice, might have led to the jury finding him not guilty. They didn't have any recorded, they had no recorded sound of his voice doing this. So they couldn't find him guilty. Oh, my. So he remained a suspect in similar cases throughout the United States. But police have stated that since David Stewart's arrest, the scam calls had stopped.
1: I. So he was he got off. OK, we had to we just had to edit out something that I said but that was illegal that was illegal, <laughs> apparently, but this is why you know, you watch these Marvel shows like Daredevil or The Punisher with these vigilante superheroes who right. take, take on the justice where you know, the cops can't yeah you know, there's a case for vi- vigilante heroes, yeah, who could maybe do to do to this guy what the justice system failed to do. Is that a better way to say what I wanted to yes. say?
3: Yes. Is no phone crime then like, can you not, is anyone that does a crime, a scam on the phone never convicted then? I don't understand. I think you had to have a recording of it. Yeah. They had no recording of his voice. I, so what they should have done, what they should have done was not arrested him yet. They should have waited. To trap him. They should have tried to entrap him in some way
1: yes yeah that's yeah. why you should be chief of police
3: <laughs> and when I run for chief of police <laughs> yeah.
4: I will guarantee that no strip search phone call scam will this go is like unpunished. this is
1: why we have to do our own vigilante justice department like we could be like Jessica Jones you could be the DA Jessica Jones yeah. I
3: I'm not quite sure I'll be the comic do you only reference Ali only references <laughs> Marvel now I His feel like waves. you've only been watching Daredevil the past
1: That's all week. all I've been doing for the <laughs> all past All of your week. tweets are like still watching Daredevil. <laughs> That's all I've been doing for the past week, so I'm on a real kick. Sorry.
4: Okay, so the aftermath. So Louise, the victim, underwent therapy and medication oh, for post-traumatic stress disorder and depression. Yeah, I'd say so. What's sad is that she... Was planning on going to the University of Louisville, where she wanted to be a pre med student, and oh, like she didn't God. go because she was so distressed. Um, in an interview with ABC News, she said that after her abuse, she felt dirty, yeah, and had difficulty making and maintaining friendships because she wouldn't allow anyone to get too close to her.
1: Yeah, she had. She was horrible, only eighteen at a the whole, time. That's horrible so sad. PTSD. I mean, this is the kind of thing that changes. Yeah. Uh, with hard, hard work, you can you can live, you know, a successful life. But I mean this this changes the entire yeah. course of your Yeah, how existence. are you gonna
4: trust anyone? Like it's just oh I can't imagine. Uh so Donna ended her engagement with Walter. She was fired from McDonald's for violating corporate policies prohibiting both strip searches. And for allowing a non-McDonald's employee to enter the restaurant's office. Uh, she entered an Alford guilty plea to a single count of unlawful imprisonment as a misdemeanor and was sentenced to one year probation.
1: That bitch. I, she should have gone to jail for, some, yeah. for something.
4: Yeah. Uh, Kim, who was uh, one of the managers who was there initially, was transferred to another location Walter pleaded guilty to sexual abuse, sexual misconduct, and unlawful imprisonment. Uh, The judge agreed to a plea deal for Walter in exchange for his testimony against David Stewart, Uh, but due to the level and length of his involvement in the physical crimes, Walter was sentenced to five years in prison. And then some lawsuits. So three years after the incident, still undergoing therapy, Louise sued McDonald's, for $200 million for failing to protect her during her ordeal. Her grounds for the suit were that McDonald's were aware of the danger of a possible hoax because they had defended themselves against lawsuits from similar incidents at restaurants in four other states.
0: So McDonald's
3: had known of this scam. See, that's what the police should have done. So they should have gone, they should have done a nationwide like fast food they should have gone to the managers of all these franchises and gone be on the lookout for this let your employees know this if you get this phone call then you need to alert the authorities immediately and record it
4: yeah so they knew because this had been like people had taken McDonald's to court for this stuff a a few times in the past so they knew jeez louise
3: i can't it just i can't believe it i can't believe it that he could get away with that
1: now I want to yeah. change my Zoom background f- f- from not having McDonald's anymore. Like, I'm pissed.
3: Yeah, that's the stand.
1: That's the stand
3: <laughs> Allie takes. And no, no more Zoom, reasons, no no more more Zoom more.
1: backgrounds at McDonald's.
3: <laughs> uh,
4: so her other reason for the suit was that McDonald's had been subject to similar hoaxes at least two years before, and they had not taken appropriate action. That makes sense. So Donna also sued McDonald's asking for $50 million for failing to warn her about the previous hoaxes. So,
3: like, that seems fair. When I worked at 1-800-DENTIST, and yes, I did. Huh? Excuse you? I worked at, th- I worked at the call center for 1-800-DENTIST. Um, um, there was, yeah, it was just this call center that I worked what at did that. You do? What did I you do? I would just, you, basically, you sit there, and then people call in needing a dentist, and then you find a dentist in their area. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's. sounds But there fun. was this, m- there was a, a look, there was be on the lookout for the P-Man. It was like a thing to be on the lookout for because what? there was a guy that would call in and would be very inappropriate toward the call center. It was like be on the lookout for the P-Man. They called him the P-Man.
1: <laughs> what would he say?
3: He, ne- I don't know. I never, I never.
4: You, you didn't talk to the P-Man?
3: I never talked to the P-Man. But it was, Whoa. you know, I'm just saying that you can alert people to be on the yeah. lookout for yeah, these kinds of callers. For, for if sure, 1,800 dentists can do it. Fucking yeah, McDonald's, McDonald's can, can do
4: it.
1: Do it. <laughs> yes. That's the slogan for this episode. <laughs> if
4: <laughs> if 1,800 dentists can do it, so then McDonald's so based its defense on the four points that they claim that Donna deviated from the company's management manual which prohibits strip searches. Therefore, McDonald's should not be held responsible for any actions of Donna outside the scope of employment. Sure. Uh, Number two, workers' compensation law prohibited employees from suing their employer. That's what McDonald's claimed. And then they said Walter Nix, who actually performed the acts, was not a McDonald's employee. Number four, This is fucked up. They said the victim did not remove herself from the situation, contrary to common sense.
1: I'm honestly not eating. I haven't eaten at McDonald's forever, but I'm not eating at McDonald's anymore. I'm sorry. That's fucked. How
4: dare they blame this on the victim? Their victim.
1: Oh, my God. How dare
4: they? That's so fucked up.
1: Melissa- Maria's thinking about the hash browns, and she's weighing the pros and cons. <laughs> hash browns, victim, <laughs> victim blaming. Victim blaming. <laughs> no, no, no,
4: no, 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 no. <laughs> That's fucked up. That's fucked. so. The civil trial began September tenth, two thousand seven, and then a jury awarded Louise five million in punitive damages. Not enough. One point one point one million in damages and expensive expenses Donna was awarded 1 million in punitive damages
3: Donna was uh,
4: yeah so the jury decided that McDonald's and the unnamed caller were each 50% at fault and then McDonald's and their attorneys were sanctioned for withholding evidence pertinent to the outcome of the trial and then November 2008 McDonald's was also ordered to pay 2.4 million in legal fees to the plaintiff's lawyers. Well,
1: that's good. That's good.
4: And then on November 20th, 2009, the Kentucky Court of Appeals upheld the jury's verdict, but reduced the damages awarded to Donna Summer to only 400000 And then they appealed to the Kentucky Supreme Court. Uh, and then with while this was pending in 2010, Louise settled with McDonald's for $1.1 and abandoned her claim for punitive damages. Apparently, Why? because they just kept extending it and st- extending and appealing. She was like, fine, just give me $1.1 $1. 1 or Otherwise, she would never get her money because they just kept like oh, extending it.
1: Poor woman.
4: Like, $1.1 1. 1 Like That's not enough for this. No.
1: That would not cover the therapy, lifelong therapy yeah. bills. That yeah. doesn't cover it.
3: That doesn't and the it. jobs. And like, you know, if she... Y- 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 this woman should be set for life.
1: Yes, yeah. 100%. Yes. She wanted to be a med student and then deferred college. Like she had her yeah. career goal and now can't do it. Like she no, I'm not I'm not okay with that.
4: So after the court decisions, McDonald's revised its manager training program to emphasize awareness of scam phone calls and protection of employees' rights.
1: I'm trying to see where she's at now. I can't. I wonder if she's changed her name.
4: I feel like I would do that maybe. Yeah. Maybe she's Married, changed her last name.
1: I, I mean, I hope. Like, I would.
4: Yeah, but compliance is. I think it's streaming on Amazon. It's crazy. It's really good. Anne Dowd from Handmaid's Tale, isn't it?
1: Like, I want to know if she has a Kickstarter or something, or not a Kickstarter, but like a go a GoFundMe. <laughs> but, you yeah. know what I mean?
4: Because I don't remember hearing about this in the news when it happened. I
3: have never heard anything about this. Like, this is. Mm-hmm until i saw the movie i had no idea
1: me either i can't find anything on her now so maybe like good for her it good for her that she's yeah. you know she's kind of although i absolutely wish she'd gotten more money
4: i know that's that's 100 million dollars right there but yeah that's the true story wow this insane and that guy is still out there not arrested that's that's I mean, even it's
3: fucked up nothing nothing good came from this <laughs> Yeah. So what's he up to now? He's on the sex offenders registry, though, right? Like he's a sex offender. Is I he would though?
1: I Assume so. He was that's a, what I don't did, know. Though. I don't
3: know if they couldn't charge him with it
1: because he didn't do a sex. He didn't do a sex. He didn't do a sex crime uh, in person, and he couldn't. They I don't couldn't get it. I gotta look him. more
3: up on this phone scam thing. Of like, there's photos of him.
4: He just looks like a goober.
1: Yeah, he's not. <laughs> she's <laughs> a big goober look at this goober says that there's also a 2008 episode of law and order svu about it oh with the actor robin williams playing the role of the caller
0: whoa oh, no
1: way yeah interesting what's walter
4: up to
3: he's on the walter sex offender things. registry oh for oh, sure for he's got sure, be. sure.
1: All right. Well, if you have ever worked at uh, a company that had a scam call or a weird call like this, or if you know anything more, uh, if you're able to find more about the whereabouts of these people now, we'd love to know. Melissa, where can people reach us?
4: You can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com.
1: All right. Well, I am Allie Siegel.
3: I am Melissa Stetson. And i producer Maria. Bye.
1: Bye.